0: This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Monday the 25th of April. I'm Steve Forbes.
1: And I'm Kitty Logan.
0: Macron defeats Le Pen to win second term as French president. It feels like a liberation. It feels elated is the word, I think. um, The French had a momentous decision to make about the future of their country.
1: And a US government delegation takes a secret train trip to Ukraine. As a further sign of our commitment, Um, I uh, intend
0: to announce uh, the return of our diplomats uh, to uh, Ukraine.
1: Times of London Daily World Briefing
0: Emmanuel Macron has vowed to reunite France after becoming the first French president in 20 years to win a second term. Following the second round of campaigning for the presidential runoff, Macron won a projected 58.8% of the vote, meaning he'll serve five more years in the Elysee. In a victory speech in front of the Eiffel Tower, President Macron said he wants to work towards a fairer society, but he also acknowledged his debt to voters, mainly from the left, who had backed him in the runoff to block the election of his far-right populist opponent, Marine Le Pen. I would here like to thank them and tell them that I'm aware that this vote will oblige me in the future years to make sure that I'm a depository of their sense of responsibility, their attachment to the Republic, and also respect for the differences that have been expressed over the past few weeks. He thanked voters for trusting him after five years of hard times and pledged that nobody will be left by the wayside during his second term. Alexander Holroyd is an MP for Macron's La Republique en Marche party and has been speaking to Times Radio feels like a liberation. It feels elated is the word, I think. um, The French had a momentous decision to make about the future of their country, and they've made a decisive call in in the direction that we've been defending for five years, which uh, which is a France that believes in climate change, a France that believes in its European future, and a France that believes in its democracy. Adam Sage is the Times of London's correspondent in Paris, and has told Times Radio that Macron accepts those who voted him into power may still not be his biggest fans. If you walk around big cities, around Paris, Lyon, Bordeaux, um, and some areas of Marseille, you'll find a lot of people who think that President Macron's been a, been a good president um, uh, and vote for him enthusiastically, but there are a lot of parts of the country where people don't share that view, but nevertheless didn't like Marine Le Pen and couldn't stand the idea of her becoming president and so had to come kind of hold their nose to vote for him, which he recognised really on the campaign trail and in his speech last night that um, a lot of people have voted for him just to, to 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 stop Marine Le Pen, yes. Ms Le Pen said it was a resounding victory that her share of the vote had increased from 2017, but conceded defeat shortly after the polls closed, she vowed to keep up the fight in June's parliamentary elections. Though the French are showing tonight a wish for a strong counterpower against Emmanuel Macron,
1: the match is not completely over, since in a few weeks the legislative elections will take place.
0: June's elections will define the makeup of the government that Macron must rely on to see through reform plans. The full and final results of the presidential election will be declared officially on Wednesday.
1: As the fighting in Ukraine continues, both U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin have held a face-to-face meeting with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky in Kyiv. It's the first high-level U.S. government visit to Ukraine since the war started. The delegation travelled by train from the Polish border in secret on Sunday. Secretary Blinken said the trip was a show of support for the government in Kyiv and said it wouldn't have been possible without Ukraine's resistance to Russian attacks. The extraordinary courage, leadership and success uh, that you've had um, in pushing back this horrific Russian aggression. He also announced the return of US embassy staff to Ukraine. As a further sign of our commitment, Um, I uh, intend to announce uh, the return of our diplomats uh, to uh, Ukraine. Um, I think we will start probably in Lviv and then move to Kyiv. Following the visit, the US government is promising to spend a further $713 million on military aid for Ukraine to help push back the new Russian offensive in the east of the country. Secretary Austin says this would include funding for more advanced weapons. The nature of the fight uh, has evolved uh, because the terrain that they're now focused on is a different type of terrain. So they need uh, long-range fires. Uh, You've heard them uh, express a need for tanks Uh, and we are uh, doing everything that we can to get them the types of support, the types of uh, artillery and munitions that will be effective in this stage of the fight. The UK's Ministry of Defence says Russian forces are making small advances in the east but have yet to make any major breakthrough. It also claims many Russian units are exhausted by the battle for Mariupol. Russian troops again try to storm a steel factory there where Ukrainian troops are holed up alongside around a 1,000 civilians. Meanwhile, Ukrainians have been heading to church to mark the Orthodox Easter despite the ongoing fighting. On the way, New Zealand celebrates military heroes for the first time since the pandemic and why mango sticky rice has become popular in Thailand again. Times of London Daily World Briefing.
0: That's the sound of the first ever all-private astronaut team to fly aboard the International Space Station. But now they're on the way home. The SpaceX Crew Dragon capsule, dubbed Endeavour, made its departure on Monday after just over two weeks. And the crew is now on their 16-hour journey back down to Earth, set to parachute into the Atlantic off of the coast of Florida. The four man team from the Houston based startup company Axiom Space was delayed several days from their return flight after weather conditions prevented them from being able to land in the splashdown zone safely. Burns are nominal so far. SpaceX Dragon Endeavour and the first private astronaut crew, AX 1, separating from the International Space Station, concluding their 15 days aboard the orbiting laboratory led by Spanish-born retired NASA astronaut Michael Lopez-Alegría, the team also included Axiom's vice president for business development Larry Connor, former Israeli fighter pilot Itan Steve, and Canadian businessman Mark Pathy. The crew launched from NASA's Kennedy Space Center on the 8th of April, joining the seven regular government-paid crew of the space station: three American astronauts, a German astronaut, and three Russian cosmonauts.
1: To New Zealand now, where thousands gathered on Monday to honour military personnel on Anzac Day. It's the first time people have been able to come out to celebrate the day since the announcement of the Covid-19 pandemic. New Zealand's strict policies to prevent the spread of coronavirus cancelled or limited public gatherings over the past two years. Originally commemorating a bloody battle on the Gallipoli Peninsula in Turkey during World War I, Anzac Day now honours Australian and New Zealand troops from all conflicts. Addressing the public from Auckland, Prime Minister of New Zealand Jacinda Ardern said she could not help but think of the war in Ukraine. Today, on this day, we are reminded that peace cannot be taken for granted, that it must be preserved by the acts of leaders and protected through the actions of citizens. We must all do our part." Adern added that peace cannot be taken for granted. Fresh in all our minds is the invasion of Ukraine. A most grim reminder of the fragile nature of peace and the devastating impact of war on people's lives. We may feel a great distance from this conflict, but we are inextricably linked to what it represents. The Auckland Museum flew the Ukrainian flag during an Anzac Day dawn service. The Times Daily World Briefing Sport. With the latest from the world of Formula One, here's Kane Reeves.
0: Mercedes team boss Toto Wolff has apologised to seven-time Formula One champion Lewis Hamilton, describing his car as undrivable. It's after Hamilton had to settle for a 13th place finish at the Emilia-Romana Grand Prix, which was won by Max Verstappen on Sunday. Wolff apologised to Hamilton on the team radio at the end of the race, with Hamilton describing it as a weekend to forget. Despite Hamilton's problems, his teammate George Russell managed to finish fourth. Sergio Perez took second, with Britain's Lando Norris third. But it was Red Bull's Max Verstappen who took the chequered flag. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. A host of celebrities and comedy royalty gathered on Sunday night to award comedian and talk show host John Stewart the Mark Twain Prize for Lifetime Achievement in Humour. The Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. played host to the 23rd Mark Twain Prize event, the first since the pandemic started. After a dark two and a half years, the comedian spoke about the importance of laughter, saying comedy survives every moment. And though it doesn't change the world, what we have is fragile and precious. And the way to guard against it isn't to change how audiences think, but to change how leaders lead. Several of the speakers on the night talked up Stuart's political potential, while Stuart himself said he could be president tomorrow. The event will be televised on PBS on the 21st of June.
1: And finally, sales of a particular dessert have spiked after an artist's performance at Coachella. Millie, a rapper from Thailand, brought a bowl of mango sticky rice on stage during her song that shared a title with the dessert. And since then... Bangkok vendor Mae sales have doubled.
0: The dish is made with sweet sticky rice steeped in coconut milk and topped with ripe mango. One customer admits she was eating the dish because of the performance.
1: I normally love to eat mango sticky rice, but because of the heat, I stopped for a while. But after watching Millie on stage, I am now eating it nearly every day. <laughs>
0: Even Thailand's Prime Minister got involved, announcing that the Culture Ministry is considering putting the dish on UNESCO's cultural heritage list. And that's your Times Daily World briefing for Monday the 25th of April.
1: This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.